If you were trying to make the decision about buying a book, you'd probably start by looking at the cover, the title, maybe the author's name. Maybe you'd look at the back cover and you'd read the blurbs from people telling you why this book was great and you should buy it. Maybe there's even a famous person or a name you've heard of in your field of study. Or maybe you'd look at the front jacket and you'd read about the author and, and who they are and why they'd be a great person to read after. Maybe you'd go on the internet and you'd get reviews about the book and hear from other people about why you should, should consider buying the book. That's how we would buy a book or decide to pick up a book at the library today. In Luke's day, books didn't have a front cover. They didn't have a back jacket where there were blurbs from famous other people. They were scrolls. And the only way to really determine, is this a scroll that I want to buy, or this is a scroll I want to borrow, or this is a scroll I want to pick up and read right now, would be to unroll the first little bit and read a few lines. Now, Luke would have written both of his books, his two books, on a papyrus scroll, a roll of paper. And both of his books, they're very similar in their length. It's like a sequel. He's broken this content matter into two scrolls. Both of them start off with opening lines about why the book was written, what it's about. Luke was writing to us and anyone else who would pick up his book and consider studying it. And he would give us this synopsis of why this book matters. And today, as we begin our study of Luke's two books, in the very beginning, this first Sunday of the year, we're going to be going one chapter at a time, one chapter every Sunday, every week, because there are 52 weeks in the year. And so we're going to be looking at Luke 1, and we're going to start with this synopsis of why should you read the Gospel of Luke? So let's read the opening lines in Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those whom from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. We live in an age where so much content is being created that there is no way to possibly take in all of it. Every 24 hours, there are 750,000 hours of video that are uploaded to YouTube. That's more video than the three large main networks, television networks, produced in 30 years of broadcasting. Right now, every day, there are about 5,000 books that are published. This number exploded about 15 years ago when self-publishing and digital publishing became possible, and many people are publishing their own books without having to go through a publisher. The amount of content and information that is out there is staggering to us. Now, in Luke's day, there wasn't a digital format of self-publishing, and there wasn't video content being produced. But Luke did live in a time, like ours is a time, of massive communication shift, 
Luke lived in a time where there was a major shift in communication and content production. For the first time, people were more connected than ever before through the Roman Empire and the Roman road and letter system. People were writing letters, treatises, books, and they were publishing them, sharing them, copying them. It was brand new for it to be produced on such a scale. And so many people, to gain attention for their work, would write in the opening lines, this is why you should read this book. This is why it is so important. Now, in our day and age, because there's so much content out there for people to read our content, to read things that are being produced, people often will, they will fall into, they will do what's called clickbait. It's something that convinces you to pay attention. They make it incredibly uh, scandalous or tantalizing or interesting to get you to pay attention. Now, Luke doesn't scoop to that level of clickbait, but he does make it clear why his writing is worthy of paying attention to. And he does that by differentiating his writing from the many other writings about Jesus. Now, he's not referring to the Gospels that we have in our New Testament, but rather the many books and letters and writings that would have been out there about Jesus' life. Those have been lost to history to us, and only four gospel remains, four gospels remain. But those, those four that remain, they remain mainly for the same reasons that Luke remains today. There were some things that were true about them, and we believe that they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. But in differentiating his writing from those other writings that would have been present in that day, I think Luke gives us a good picture of why his book is worthy of our time and study this year at Faith Church. First of all, I want you to see that Luke is writing his letter. He differentiates it here in these, these lines. He's writing his letter as an insider who has spoken to many eyewitnesses. Luke refers to a, quote, perfect understanding from the very first. And he refers to eyewitnesses and ministers of the word that have delivered the life, the actions, the message, the teachings of Jesus to him. And today there are many books that break through the noise and become bestsellers because they're written by famous people or they're written by people with access to famous people. Luke was someone who had access to the eyewitnesses. Luke doesn't refer to himself in the gospel narrative of Jesus's life, but he does put himself in the narrative of the book of Acts. He most likely wasn't someone who was among Jesus' closest followers, but he was someone who came along and was ministered to, became a convert by those who were Jesus's closest followers. Now, what's important about that is that Luke, because of his access to these many eyewitnesses, he was able to write a synthesis bringing all of this material together. Now, if I was going to write your life story, I would only be able to begin where I met you. I wouldn't be able to speak with any detail or authority about the portion of your life that happened before I met you. I would need to speak to people who were there. I would need to speak to people who saw you as a child, who saw you growing up. That's exactly what Luke has done. 
He's spoken to eyewitnesses that were there for Jesus' birth, his childhood, his early ministry. He has spoken to these eyewitnesses and he's passed it down to us. Now there's, a, there's an important application to be made here. What Luke has done is he's done what every solid preacher does. A solid preacher does not give you new material, but rather a solid preacher presents to you ancient material in a way that can be easily understood and applied. And that is Luke's goal. Luke is synthesizing the eyewitness accounts of many people. He's not finding new information, but rather finding truth that has been there and then presenting it in an orderly 